Good morning, it's the Worker's Beat. I'm Gene Lance and the beautiful redhead. Bonnie Mathias. It's the sweaty Bonnie Mathias because it's It is also early voting time. You can early vote today. Bonnie's going to give you the times that you can early vote all the way through Tuesday. Okay, today, 8 to 5. Sunday, tomorrow, 1 to 6. 1 to 6 tomorrow. Yes. Monday and Tuesday is 7 to 7. All right, and you can vote anywhere that you can find open. Anywhere in the anywhere that you voted in uh, the uh, general election during early voting, you can go vote at that place. Early voting. Okay, and is, is there a list somewhere of addresses for people that are new in town? Yes, they can go to Dallas County Votes. Dallas County Votes dot dot org. Dot org. Okay, and just you can look at the. Uh, uh, there's a map, an interactive map. You okay. put in your address, and it's going to give you the closest polling place. But it also lists all of the other polling places throughout the county. And it's 1 to 6 tomorrow, yes. and then 7 to 7 on Monday, Monday and, and Tuesday. Tuesday. And then Tuesday right. is the final day of early voting. Then, of course, all day uh, on on May the 1st will be the actual election day. Saturday. Don't wait. Get out there and vote early and save yourself going through the lines. There's other stuff coming up, and we always start the Workers' Beat program with things you can do because we want people who are interested in promoting the uh, welfare of working families to get active and do something. The Dallas AFL-CIO will start its Get Out the Vote activities at 9.30 this morning, and they have opportunities to help all week. All you have to do is call Mariah Warwick, the political director for the Dallas AFL-CIO, and I'm going to give you her phone number. Got a pencil? It's 972-978-4727. Right, once again, 972-978-4727. And That's just the political director. If she does not answer, please leave her your name, phone number, and a brief message. Yeah, some she way to has, contact you. She has a baby Okay, an infant, so uh-huh. she might be busy. Yeah, but she will put you to work. Yes, if, she will. It only takes a minute or two to find out how to do it, and then after that, you can do it on your own time. That's right. Especially during the weekend. On April the 24th at uh, 1 p.m., there's a rally called Stop Union Busting in Collin County. Rally at Oak Point Nature Preserve Pavilion, 5901 Los Rios Boulevard in Plano, Texas. And that has to do with those women that got fired from yep. the Collin County College, I'll Get them, Cara. Get them. One o'clock at the Oak Point Nature Preserve Pavilion. April 27th, the last day of early voting for the May 1st races. We'll talk some more about that. April 27th at 6 p.m., the Get Out the Vote phone banking with Mariah Warwick. And I'll give you her number again. She's helping to build democracy and the labor movement. Because if you're interested in long-term democracy, you need to build the labor movement because that's the only chance working people have. 972-978-4727. April the 27th at 6 p.m., the Postal Workers Union is having a discussion on workplace safety on the day before 
Workers Memorial Day. Also on April 27th, Botham Jean Boulevard will open officially. I think it's already open. Yeah, it's already open, but, but that replaces that replaces Lamar Street. We, we should talk about that because yes. Lamar was an interesting character in Texas history. Mm-hmm. April the 28th is Workers Memorial Day yes. to remember the workers killed or injured on the job. The numbers this year are in the hundreds of thousands because of the people that were killed by the pandemic. The Texas AFL-CIO is going to hold their candlelight vigil at 11 o'clock in the morning on their Facebook page. It'll also be on the Dallas AFL-CIO Facebook page. Getting back to Workers Memorial Day, I skipped one. On the 26th, which is Monday, Workers Defense Project is going to put their Workers Memorial Day show up in the nation's capital and that will that'll be at noon on their facebook page it'll be live but of course it'll be on it'll stay on their facebook page all week workers defense project and they are uh commemorating the thousands hundreds of thousands of working people who died over the past year may the first is election day and international workers day where we're going to have a Big car caravan and a free picnic out in, what's the name of that park? Everglade. Everglade Park at 5100 North Jim Miller. Yeah, Jim Miller, you know, it runs right across Highway 30. 30 so, that's right. So if you're going on Highway 30 coming out of Dallas, you go just turn right and go, go south. south. on Jim Miller, that's right. And it's only a mile or two down yep. there to uh, 5100 North Jim Miller Road where we are going to have a really big International Workers Day celebration. It's going to be wonderful. Come down and join us. I'm going to be the master of ceremony. You are? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah, awesome. Uh, one of the young people that's actually running this thing told me the only way you're going to get out of this is in a body bag. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's pretty serious. So I, I guess I am going I to be the master of ceremony. I guess you'll be the master of ceremony. Master of ceremony okay. <laughs> May the 8th at 630, there's a concert with the D.C. Labor Chorus online. May the 28th. I'll just tell this one for fun. I don't want you to go to it. No. It's just the, the QAnon is having a, a, a bunch of speakers is going to come, and they're going to be in the Omni Hotel and Gillies at Dallas. Oh, my God. And one more date. June the 5th will be the runoff election. So you think you're done with elections no, on May the yet. 1st, but you're not. You're because not. We'll, there's sure to be runoffs. Some of these, some of these uh, city council races got seven or eight candidates. Yeah. So you know there's going to be a runoff. There's no way to get around it. No. Bonnie, tell us why people should vote. Oh, my gosh. City council and school school board trustees touch our lives every single day. Politics is local. Uh, You know, there's there's some dirty stuff going on in Dallas city politics. It's ugly. It's nasty. And it shouldn't be. There's more money in this bloody, in this city council race than there was in some statewide races. Really? Is that not crazy? They are. They're really throwing the money in there to win over the city council. It's a $65,000 a year job, okay? Yeah. And you have to work your butt off 24-7. You don't believe it? Call some of the people that are either had got the job now or have had the job, mm-hmm. and they will gladly explain it to you. Yeah, and so, and yet people are throwing even more money at it than than usual. Well, there's another good reason for you to vote. It's because people in the legislature and 
I'm not going to call out which political party it is, but it's, it's the Republicans. <laughs> They're trying to stop you from voting. So a big turnout at this at this election would be a good way of saying we're still for democracy in America. Right. We have a caller. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Good morning. How's it going? Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? We're listening. The whole world is listening. Great. This is Councilmember Casey Thompson, District 3. Go right ahead. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you for your support. AFL-CIO, as you probably know, has endorsed me, and every time I've run, they have. We want to encourage people to get out to vote, especially those who live in District 3. I could use your support running for my last term, and let's make sure we can elect people that's going to support a labor agenda. All right. That's a good, that's a really good point, especially on the workers beat program. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, tell us a little bit about district three. Okay. District three is in Southwest Dallas. It's the furthest Southwestern part of the city of Dallas. It's one of the most, uh, involved, active and engaged constituents mm-hmm. uh, in the city of Dallas. We have a very, very diverse uh, district, uh, predominantly African-American, but it's a large percent. Uh, it's almost 36, 33, about 30. So very, very diverse, majority African-American. Uh, it goes against every stereotype when you think about Southern Dallas. 90% single-family home, uh, middle to upper middle income. A lot of seniors who are active and engaged, retired professionals, who are very involved in the district. And we've made tremendous growth and progress over the past six years. Economic development, we have the only full-size senior center in Oak Cliff, in the Redbird area for seniors. And we have a lot of health and wellness uh, facilities to make sure coming out of COVID, people have opportunity to stay healthy, focused, and fit. Is, is environmental racism an issue out there in District 3? You know, it's not so much an issue in District 3. We did have an issue where we had and this, oh man, maybe almost 10 years ago before I was on the, on the council, uh, in terms of the gas plant, it was a big issue, uh, it was a big council issue, I mean, a big, uh, voting issue mm-hmm. on the, uh, election back in, I think, 2009. But we have not had those type of environmental, uh, racism, racism type of issues in District 3. Okay, hang on. I want to see if Bonnie's got any questions for you. No, I'm good. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm good. Well, we appreciate it so much to let you know. And uh, we got people waiting, so thanks so much for calling. And you can call us, too, at 972-647-1893. Is that one ready to go, Jason? No. no. Oh, they're, they're still talking to Jason. So I have to just... People call just to talk to Jason, know, you know. Cause cause go ahead, Bonnie. I just have to say something totally off off the subject happy anniversary to my husband we have been married 28 years today is that a fact isn't that crazy and you should get you should get an award i guess we should both get an award for putting up with each other <laughs> well, my sweetheart and i celebrated our anniversary too you did this this past week say yeah. 972-647-1893. The station actually just loves it when you call. When the station manager comes around after we get through. How many calls did you get? Yeah, he, that's the main thing. That's it, the number one question. Well, he listens. And if we got a lot of calls, he says, you did a good, a a great fine job. job. Great job. That's <laughs> and if we didn't get any calls, we just sort of slink out very carefully. Try to hide. 972. <laughs>
647-1893. The union people are working their, themselves silly to try to win the elections and to try to get as many people to vote as possible. We, we call union members, uh, even I do it, lazy as I am, and we try to get other people to do it because uh, you don't want to just stand by and wait and see what everybody else has got oh planned God, for you. No, don't do it. We you want to you want to try to get your two bits in. We really need to work because you don't want. Think about your city council district, okay? There's about eighty five, eighty eight thousand people in your council district, besides mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Do you want two thousand people in your council district making all the decisions for the rest of you? That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen if you don't get your butt out and vote. One of the guys, vote. one of the guys I called last uh, last night, actually, he was a very nice fellow. He was uh, a member of the uh, Amalgamated Transit Union, local thirteen thirty eight, a very good guy, and I'm sure he's a very good union member. But after a very cordial discussion, he said, "I don't vote in little elections." <gasps> There's no such thing as a little election. (laughs) No such thing as a little election. Well, believe me, the people in in, uh, Austin are watching to see how many people vote. And they're going to say, well, we can have all the voter suppression we want to because people don't care. That's right. Because nobody cares. And if you are not paying attention to what they're trying to do in Austin, you better take a look. Because they are working their little red hineys off trying to figure out how to make sure as few people as possible are allowed to vote. As few people of color as possible. Of color. They also, if you look at these laws that they're trying to pass, they they have stiff penalties for election workers. Yeah, right. And also, one of the scariest things of all is that they're trying to take away the authority of the local election people. That's right. And and put it all in the hands of themselves. Oh, and we see how well that worked in uh, Georgia, didn't so we? They, yeah. so, so we can let them run our elections the way they ran our electricity grid. And that was so great. Yeah, because what, two <laughs> weeks ago we had that little, that little heat wave, you know, for a day. What was it, like 82? And all of a sudden, people start getting alerts that... We're in a power emergency. Cut back. Cut back. It was only 82 degrees. Is that right? So what are y'all going to do when, it gets when 100. it's 102 degrees? Uh-huh. Are y'all going to keep on trying to screw us around? You know, I read national newspapers as well as local newspapers. And one of the national newspapers talked about Minnesota. It said that they were they were out $800 million because of the Texas freeze. What happened in Texas drove up their price of natural gas, uh, and so they were spending an extra eight hundred. And you should have heard what they had to say what? about Texas. <laughs> so it was a, this was a this was a countrywide and nationwide. Yeah. There was more people freezing in Mexico than there were in Texas. Yeah, and it was pretty bad in Texas. Yeah. But the the it was an an international disgrace. What the Texas uh. Public Utilities Commission. Oh, no, that's the ERCOT. And the ERCOT. Yes. Uh, <laughs> evil, what do we call them, something? Anyway, 
the way they mismanaged our electricity grid. What a mess. And kept it from uh, from being part of the rest of the world. Right. They and wanted to keep it separate, so they keep it on themselves. That's right. And so they, they, they say, them. well, you got lower prices. But we didn't get lower prices. We never got lower prices. You yeah. know, in 2009, or no, I guess it was way further. But the energy yeah. companies made out like oh, crazy. Oh, my God. They're still making out like bandits. Yeah. 972-647-1893 if you want to get your two bits in. Wake up! This week, today starts the National Week of Action for the PRO Act. And i got to put in two cents on that. The PRO Act is Protect the Right to Organize. What's happened since 1947 is that American labor law has viciously turned against working people. And so it has gotten harder and harder and harder for uh, ordinary people to practice their God-given right to organize. Because right. if you can't organize, you can't say you can't do much of anything. Okay. The individual has very, very little say-so in America. But if you organize together, or you vote together, you, you uh, pull together, you work together, and you can actually win some things if you can organize. But they have made it so very, very hard to organize uh, all but impossible. A lot of unions won't even try to form a union, a new union, yeah. if they don't already have 70% of the people signed up. That's right. Uh, that's before they even go to the government and say, we want to declare this a union. Yeah. So, I do have some good news mm -hmm, what's about good? the post office. Oh, what's going on? So uh, President Biden uh, nominated three people this past week for the postal board uh -huh. they're all democrats it will give democrats a majority on that postal board uh -huh. one step closer to getting Does that mean they're going to fire the joy that's right one step closer one step closer the postmaster general has been accused of sabotaging the postal the well, whole postal service the really good news about one of those He's the former attorney for APWU, the um, Amalgamated Postal Workers Union. So the Postal Workers Union is going to get their man on the board. Yes, and the I other hope. two are are good labor folks that have good uh, good backgrounds. Yeah, I announced a while ago that the Postal Workers Union is going to do something on the 27th. That'll be on Facebook. APWU is the American Postal Workers American. Union. I'm sorry, I said amalgamated. Sorry, so American. They are amalgamated. Yeah. But they're also the American, American Postal Workers Union, and they will have their, their they're not just going to talk about workplace safety because they got negotiations coming up. Yeah. So everybody that's interested in saving the post office might be interested in, in the discussion that's going to take place at our time, 6 p.m. on Facebook, APWU. Well, and I got to tell you, if you need to send something overnight, it's half the price to send it by USPS than it is to FedEx it. It is. Yes, sir. And FedEx, not even price. union. Nope. All right. We got to take a break. break. We'll be right back. Yeah, we're back on the Workers' Beat with Bonnie Mathias and Gene Lance. The number is 972-647-1893. So far, we have urged you to vote early because vote early is going on today. Yes. Until what time today? 8 to 5 today. Till 5 p.m. today. 5 today. 1 to 6 tomorrow on Sunday. So you can go Sunday. after church tomorrow. That's right. And uh -huh. 7 to 7 on Monday and Tuesday. 
Okay. If you have received your mail ballot and you decide you want to go vote in person, take that ballot with you right. so you can surrender it and vote. Yeah, if that if that's the way you want to do it. Yeah. Or if you messed it up, because I did this one time. Oh, yeah. I, I signed it on the wrong side of the wrong envelope or something, and I said, oh, no, because it's in ink. Right. So then I just took it to the polls with me. They took that, and then they let me vote. Yeah, they canceled that ballot. Normal voting. Right. Mm -hmm. They canceled that ballot. So, or or if you're going to mail it, go ahead and mail it. Yeah. Uh, You have until Election Day, I think, to to get those vote-by-mails turn in. Exactly. Or you can take it to Dallas County Elections Department and drop it off. Just bring your ID. Okay. You cannot take anybody else's. I don't understand why so many people want to drop it off. Don't they trust the post office to get it delivered? Really? I put mine in the mail, <laughs> but of course I vote about a month before Election yeah. Day. Yeah. Okay, and then we also said that this is the week of action for the PRO Act, the Protect the Right to Organize Act. I think people in Dallas have a special obligation to get the PRO Act passed, and I'll tell you why. The PRO Act will reverse the right to scab law. The right to scab law originated about 1946 right here in, in Texas. Texas. Woohoo! We're it, famous. They didn't call it the right to scab law at all. They called it the open shop. Open shop means that you cannot organize a union or that it's very, very hard to organize a union. Normally, before that, when you organized a union, everybody that got the benefit of that union paid their dues. That's right. Because they were getting the benefit of the union. They That's were getting right. higher salaries. They were getting vacations, a sick mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Being treated And fair. so they had to pay for their dues. So they made the Open Shop Act, which became legal in 1947, but Texas already had it. Of course. They Texas jumped the gun. They already had it going. It became legal in 1947 to have open shop so that people could freeload on the union. The union would get you higher salaries and get you a vacation, get you sick time and other things like that. And d- But you and, didn't have to pay dues. And represent your old butt if you got in trouble. Yeah, keep you from getting fired. Keep you, get, keep you from getting fired, but you don't pay union dues. But you didn't have to pay union dues. See, that's that's just, the open shop. That's just a bunch and of And then, place. this is why it became a particular obligation for Dallas people. It was just called the open shop law, and everybody hated it. But then uh, an editor of the Dallas Morning News said, hey, let's rename this something that sounds deceptively sweet and nice. (laughs) And he decided to call it Right to Work. The Dallas Morning News is responsible for having renamed this horrible anti-working families law and made it sound like it was something good. Right to Work, they called it. What it means is the right to scab. But... They called it right to work, and they got away with it. Now everybody calls it right to work. Yep, all and, over the country. Uh, and, uh, and the good thing about the PRO Act would be that it would reverse it. Yes. It would say that you can't have open shop in, uh, in all of the states the way have that have to now allow got people it. to organize. A lot of states followed Texas. I think there's about 21 of them now mm, that have open shop or right to scab. But uh, the Dallas Morning News is responsible for naming it, which was, a, in, in terms of public relations, it was a very smart thing to do for the employers. The employers are very, very good 
at uh, their their propaganda efforts. Act, after all, they own all the newspapers, nearly all the television stations, nearly all the radio stations, except this one. 972-647-1893 if you want to get your two bits in. 27 states. 27 states. That's been going up yep. during the Trump administration. Yep. It kept going up. All right. So we would like to see the PRO Act pass and reverse some of the anti-worker aspects and it's of American raci- labor law. It's racist. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just have it's to very look racist. at it. We have to look at it at what it is. Mm-hmm. Most working people are people of color and lower lower wage workers, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. But you don't want them to organize because they might actually get something done. You don't want them to organize. Okay. You, you mean the employers don't the want employer, them to organize? The employer, okay. I see. It ain't us. AHB Low is, is going to be renaming their corporation. And the Below Mansion, which is owned by the Trial Lawyers Association, they will be renaming the Below Mansion because Below was a slave owner. Was he a slave yes. owner? Yes. I did not know I that. I think he was, he might have been a Civil War guy too. I know that, I know that if, they've got a book, uh, I forgot the name, it's 35 years or something like that of Texas labor history. It goes back to the 1870s when the Dallas Morning News was first begun. It came here from Galveston. They originally uh, had the Galveston News and of course Galveston was a very, very important city in Texas uh, through the Civil War because it was a port. But then uh, they moved up here in the 1870s, and they've got a book that goes back to the 1870s. And if you think they're right-wingers now, you should have read what they were writing in the 1870s. So uh, it was built for Colonel Alfred Horatio Bilo, Uh and he was a veteran of the Confederate States Army and the founder of the Dallas Morning News in 1900. Is that a fact? Yeah. 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. Well, we're pulling for the PRO Act. Yes. Protect the right to organize. I'm pulling for people to get out and vote mm-hmm. for their city council people and their their school board trustees because you gotta, you got to take control from the bottom up. Unions are working hard to get out the vote. Mariah Warwick, our political director, I'm going to give her phone number again because anybody can help. Get out the vote, and it's 972-978-4727. I know she won't answer right now because she's doing a Zoom meeting with one of the labor-endorsed candidates. And then after that, they're going to start phone banking, and it's going to go on and on right through Election Day. And speaking of Election Day, we're going to have a celebration. May the 1st is not only Election Day. Nope. Which is very important. That's We're right. very glad it's election day. Yes. We don't want anybody to do anything until after they vote. Right. Go vote first, then come. But after that, we're going to have, we're going to start gathering at Everglade Park at 8 o'clock in the morning because we're going to be putting up tables and stuff like that. You and me, Bonnie, are not because you and I are going to be sitting right here That's right. at KNON. That's right. Where we will have a speech by one of the young active labor leaders. We will? Rosie Kurtz. <gasps> Oh, my God, I love Rosie. She's the best. She is, too. She's Uh, so smart. She had a good start. Uh, She's Trish Major's daughter. I don't know if you knew that. Well, But Trish Major's been active in in progressive causes 
for for much longer than Rosie Kurtz. <laughs> I, you know, I kept looking at her and I'm like, gosh, she looks so familiar. Yeah, well, that's true. Now I know why. Yeah, well, Rosie Kurtz is uh, to <laughs> me one. She's the epitome of the young, active labor leaders that are coming up. Yeah, very nice, and she's very modest too. She doesn't like me talking about her all the time. But anyway, uh, she'll be on. But then after that, we have somebody more our age, which will be the president of the Texas AFL-CIO, will be on KNON with us. Oh, and then at the at the picnic, Leonard Aguilar is going to be there, right? Yeah, at the picnic in person, we'll have the secretary treasurer of the Texas AFL-CIO come up from Austin. That's so He'll awesome. be able to explain some of what's going on in Austin, which is... Dirty, dirty stuff dirty, indeed. Dirty. But uh, actually, the union folks are doing a, a really good job down there. They meet every morning when the legislature is in session. Union people meet every morning and figure out what's our strategy going to be, which bills can we promote, and which ones can we try to which, stop. Which bills do we have to kill today? <laughs> yeah, well, we try to kill today because it's really, really, really hard Man. work. And that's why voting from the bottom up is so important. Because these folks that we should put on city council, some of these people across the country, across the state, these people will run for higher office once mm-hmm. they serve on the city council and learn the ropes. Yeah, they will. And we want to make sure that we're electing the people that are in there for our interests mm-hmm. as working people. From the bottom up. Yeah, from the bottom up. That's and I want I to. I love that. I want to add something to that too, Bonnie, because you're right about we're trying to win the elections and trying to get the very best people elected. But at the same time, one can build the labor movement. Yes. Because the labor movement is the platform of progress. Yes. That's what everybody else is is trying to do. That's right. For example, do you have a lobby in 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 Austin, or do you have a lobby in Washington D.C. for that matter? Yes, you do. We do. But it's the labor movement that is paying for it. It's the labor movement that is doing it. And if you want democracy and if you want the voice of working people to be heard, you you need to build the labor movement. You need to form a union if you possibly can, but it's very, very hard to do right now. But you can support the ones that are that are also uh, leading the way forward. So that's why I spend all my time and energy promoting the AF of LCIO the uh, Labor Federation, and, of course, my own union, which is the Auto Workers Union. That's right. Because if you want good things done, you pretty much have to organize. And they already organized some people, so uh, we, we've got a leg up on organizing. Yes. Well, here's the deal on the picnic. If you want to just come and get the free food, you can be there by 11 o'clock. Okay. But if you're going to be in on the car caravan and stuff like that, get there earlier get there at eight or so i think the car caravan may start at nine i'm not positive but anyway it'll start from the park according to the latest news i got okay okay. so you go to everglade park 5100 north jim miller road help them set up if you want to go on the car caravan that's going to be a get out the vote car caravan try to get more people to vote because we are committed to democracy in the labor movement. And I've reached out to, to some of the candidates in the southern sector to stop by if they'd like. We're not you're, we're not playing politics and electioneering out there, okay? You can stop by because I know you're going to be out there 
uh, trying to get people to the polls uh-huh. so you can stop by and grab a hot dog and go on about your business. Just but, don't expect me to put them on the podium. No, you're not getting on the podium. The we're committee has already that. decided that. That's we're not, right. We're not promoting candidates. You can stop by, but you cannot politic. Got it? Well, they can politics out. They can talk to people. Oh, yeah, you can talk to people and pass out your stuff, but you ain't getting a moment on the stage, okay? Because that's, that's reserved for That's us. not part of the plan. That's not part of the program. So the picnic begins at 11 a.m. Be, we'll be playing softball. We got a free food. We got music. You know, live music is really good. We got live music? Yeah, this is a Travis. Is, Travis has rented a band. He paid for it himself. God. Yeah, Travis Cantwell. I love that man. He is uh, he is some activist with I young active labor man. leaders. Oh, my God. And uh, then, of course, we'll have speakers on International Workers' Day because it is International Workers' Day. And most people don't even know what that is it was here in America. started right here in, in America. Yeah, it started in Chicago in, Chicago, in 1886. In, in the Haymarket riots. And then, in, and then Haymarket was uh, May the 4th of 1886. When the police attacked the protesters, and one of them got killed, one of them got blown up. Somebody threw a bomb. And so they arrested not the people that threw the bomb. They didn't care who threw the bomb. They arrested the people who were the leaders of the eight-hour day movement because the eight-hour day movement was going strong worldwide on May the 1st, 1886. They had strikes everywhere, including here in, here in Texas. Wow. It was all over the world. But Chicago was the most important part of it. And the leaders of the eight-hour day movement were there in Chicago. So they went out and arrested them. They arrested eight people and charged them with murder, <gasps> even though they didn't do it. It had nothing to do with uh, whoever threw the bomb. Out of those eight people, only two of them were even there, even there, even at the rally. Wasn't there a guy from Texas that was there? Yeah, there was Albert Parsons from Texas was one of the speakers, but he had spoken earlier. See, this rally went on and on and on. It was 10 o'clock at night before the police attacked them. Oh, my god! They didn't attack them earlier because the mayor was there. The mayor was part of the, of the thing. Of the workers. Yeah, he was watching the thing, and uh, they didn't want to do anything in front of the mayor. But everybody got tired, and so they got the rally went on and on. There's only a couple of hundred people left at 10 o'clock, but there was also 200 policemen. And those 200 policemen set themselves against the the uh, protesters after the mayor left. And when they did, somebody threw a bomb, and it did kill a policeman. Several other policemen were killed, but it was pretty much by friendly fire. In other words, when they found the bullets in them, it turned out to be cop bullets. Oops. Cause, <laughs> so there was... Oopsie. And we don't even know how many of the protesters were killed because they were all like outlaws at right. that point. You know, they had to run for... They had to run for their lives. Mm. So they arrested eight people, the leaders of the eight-hour day movement, and they ended up hanging four of them. And another one had his head blown off while he was in jail. And the the police said... That was an accident, right? He was reaching for his taser? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was reaching for his taser and blew his head off. No, they said that that he had committed suicide by putting a dynamite cap in his mouth and lighting it. uh, the other version, <laughs> our version, is that somebody gave him a cigar with a dynamite cap in it. So his, his head was blown wow. off by a loaded cigar. Wow. That's uh, his name funny. was Louis Ling, and he was the most popular one of them because he was a real good-looking guy. Oh, man. And he used to do, people would come to stare at him. So the trial went on for a year, you know. 
And people would look, come to look at him in the jail cell, and he would do acrobatics on the bars. He was very, very popular. A beautiful young socialite in Chicago oh, married funny. him during this. During while he this, was in the, in the while he was waiting to be executed, or while he was waiting for the trial. So Louis Ling was extremely popular. He was the most popular one of them, and he got his head blown off while he was in jail. Uh, the rest of them went to prison, and then uh, four of them were hanged uh, in November of nineteen of eighteen eighty-seven. And and then the national, the international workers' meeting, which took place in Paris a few years later, declared, "We will never forget." the martyrs of the eight-hour day, and we are going to have International Workers' Day will always be May the 1st. That's pretty cool. And so you can go anywhere in the world. You can go to Australia. You can go to Argentina. Go anywhere in the world. They're going to have a celebration on yep. May the 1st. And if you ask them, what are you celebrating? They'll say Chicago, 1886. I know because I tried this one time in Tashkent, believe it or not. I saw I was at a... I was at a May Day parade in Tashkent. It was gigantic. The whole city turned out. And it was a parade and there were floats. It was really beautiful. And I just stopped people and asked them, what are you celebrating? Well, Chicago, 1886. Wow. Everybody knew what they were celebrating. The, the Haymarket martyrs who wow. were basically murdered because they had nothing to do with the, with the cop killing. They, uh, they, were, they were murdered for being leaders of the eight-hour day and there are martyrs. And so we've been celebrating May the 1st ever since then. And we're going to celebrate it in Dallas at Everglade Park next week. 5100 North 5, Jim Miller. North Jim Miller. North Jim Miller. And we are so proud that KNON is, is part of this. Yes. Because we're going to help. Exciting. We're going to help. Uh, we're going to help with the car caravan right here from KNON. We're going to have Rosie Kurtz speak. She's actually leading the car caravan. That's awesome. She's going to call us from the car caravan. Did, and say, you know that, did you know that UAW got a big strike going on in Virginia? No, I did not know that there There's, was a strike in Virginia. I knew there was one in Marshall. Dublin, Virginia, which makes regional and long-distance hauling vehicles for Volvo mm -hmm. for the entire country, walked out last week. They were locked out. No, they walked out. Oh, they walked they out. They walked out. They mm -hmm. are on strike. They've been on strike for a week. Uh, they walked off the job. They've taken up picket lines around the plant. This is UAW, Local 2069 in Dublin, Virginia. All right. We got to take Stand break. strong, brothers. Stand strong. We'll be right back. We're back on the Workers' Beat, Bonnie Mathias and Gene Lance. We've been talking about voting because it's, uh, because early voting is going on now, and early voting is so convenient compared to going on Election Day. And we've also been talking about the PRO Act. The week of action for the PRO Act starts today and goes through next Saturday. The PRO Act is to protect the right to organize. And we've been talking about the big celebration on May the 1st in Everglade Park in East Dallas. Be there or be square. Bonnie's coming. You're going to have a table. I am. You? I'm going to have a table. I'm going to register voter voters. registration. Yes. And who's the big speaker? Leonard? Uh, Leonard Aguilar. 
Leonard He's Aguilar, the Secretary Treasurer of Texas AFL CIO. But most people have not heard him speak because no. he's new. That's right, he's new. Our and last Secretary Treasurer was Mom taken Sue. away by, by the, the Bidens. Bidens. Oh my God! She went to Washington D.C. to be a special liaison to the Secretary of Education for teachers. So she's she's helping the Biden administration, which is passing some really good stuff. Oh my gosh! For working families. Yes. So so we're not we're not small time anymore. Oh, Our last secretary treasurer has been taken into the federal government as a as a important Special advisor. Special liaison. And now we have a new secretary treasurer named Leonard Aguilar, and a younger guy. Yeah, he's younger, and he comes from the building trades. He's mm-hmm. awesome. I really like him a lot. Everybody is looking forward to hearing him speak. Yeah, he's speak. The, oh, and he's bilingual too. Okay, great. Yay! At the Everglade Park, fifty-one hundred North Jim Miller Road, next Saturday at eleven o'clock. So Bonnie and I will be hosting the president of the Texas AFL-CIO on KNON. Then we're going to leave here in North Dallas and shoot out shoot to East, to East Dallas, Dallas, where we will both be at the at the picnic. That's right. And where I'm supposed to be the mer- uh, the He's uh, the hostess with the mostest. I'm supposed to be the MC, which is <laughs> it's kind of a shame in a funny kind of way because see this is, well this is a young people's thing. But the young people I mean I know this is a very old holiday. Without 135 us, years old. Without us there ain't going to be no young people, okay? Cuz we have to train them. But the young people have have run this thing and they are doing a fabulous job raising money, setting up tables. There's over 20 organizations now. Are you serious? That are co-sponsoring. Yes, over 20 organizations, not all of them are unions. About right. half of them are unions and the rest of them are Progressive, you know, labor-related is, organizations. Is Workers' Defense going to have a table? Workers' Defense will be there for certain, and Yay! we're going to have a translation for them so, because All a lot right. of their members speak Excellent. Spanish. I asked DJ about it. She said that the members were going to vote on it this week. Yeah, so well, they voted on they Tuesday. They voted to say yes. All and right. They, and they decided to come in. Uh, at first, they were afraid of the pandemic because a lot of the Spanish-speaking population has not had their shots yet. Right. Right. Uh, we're trying to catch up, but we have not we have not managed to get shots for the Spanish speaking population. So and it looks like so they were worried about that, and then they were worried about translation. But it looks like uh, they're going to put that aside and celebrate International Workers' Day, which is great because it's international. Yes, you know? it's about all of us because we're all workers. Yeah, everybody. Uh, one of our callers here on KNON, uh, Randy, guy that calls all the time. He is trying to find us a singer that can sing the French national anthem. <laughs> I recorded that thing last uh, the other day. Did you? Yeah, and I'm going to use it for the podcast next week. Okay. Uh, the the podcast this week will be more explaining about the uh, about International Workers Day. Excellent. But uh, next week I'm going to do songs, and one of those songs is the French national anthem because. Uh, because that's one of the songs that people sing on International Workers' Day. It's got a lot to do with French. In fact, two of the three most important songs... With blood. Two of the three most important International Workers' Day songs are uh, were originally in French. Interesting. And the really? uh, third one, of course, is American, uh, the, uh, the uh, Solidarity Forever, which, by the way was introduced in Chicago. Really? So a lot happens in Chicago. Yeah. Well, Chicago in some ways Big Union Town. It's Big the center of the of the workers movement 
not only in the United States, but in the world, in, the world. in many yeah. ways. I love in it. In many ways. They helped, uh, they helped elect uh, Abraham Lincoln back in the slavery oh, days. In, in Illinois. That's the, right. uh, the labor movement in Illinois was behind President Lincoln, and that was a, a big boost to get him elected and to, uh, to end slavery in America, because working people don't like slavery. No. We like to get paid. Yeah, it's one of those things, you know, because we like to eat, you know, stuff like that. Senator Joe Manchin, who is, <gasps> who is very contentious of West Virginia, has announced that he will be co-sponsoring the PRO Act, the Protect the Right to Organize Act. What? CWA activists, your union, the yes. Communication Workers of yes. America activists, were instrumental and securing Mr. Manchin's support, Good according job. to the CWA newsletter. All yeah. right. Yeah, and the AFL-CIO says this is a major victory and brings the number of U.S. Senate co-sponsors to 47. Wow. Well, you got to have 51. Well, come but on, They boys got 47. And girls. That's that's going strong. That's going strong. And they are expecting to I keep working that at that. Kristen Cinema from uh, Arizona. I wonder if she's signed on yet. She's been a little on the goofy side here lately. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, girl? Well, it's already passed in the House. Oh, yeah. So they just, if they get another four senators, I guess they can get it through. I would guess. That would be a, a sea change, brothers and sisters. That would make all the difference in the world for the future of America if people regained the power to organize. That's right. And it's not a bad thing. No, it's for a great example, thing. For example. The most organized airline in America is the Dallas airline. Southwest Airlines is the most, got the most unions of any of them. And they're the first union, the only union so far, to declare a profit since the pandemic started. So Southwest Airlines, congratulations, you're making a profit. And congratulations to all of the tech, uh, transport workers unions and other unions yes. at Southwest Airlines. Uh, for for being the first airline to make a profit. And congratulations to Southwest Airlines for holding it together and and not laying people off. I mean, they did. They, there was a threat for a while mm -hmm. that they were going to have to furlough people. But thank God that did not happen. All the airlines got really big handouts yeah, from the government. they did. They really and did. And if we have any mask holes or COVIDians listening... I need you to put on your mask and register to get a vaccine. It will not kill you. It will <laughs> not even make you sick if you're lucky. Most people, most people don't get sick. I, I didn't. I didn't. I got the Pfizer, my second shot. I was really, really tired. I slept for about 14 hours. Woke up. I'm great. I got a warning, especially for seniors. They have introduced the so-called trust act oh god this is uh this is a way to undercut uh, social security it's coming from senator mitt romney again he's introduced it before what is wrong and with the you? seniors are up in arms to try to stop it from passing through congress we don't have much time bonnie what's your final words okay vote 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 eight to five today one to six tomorrow monday and tuesday seven to seven vote Say goodbye, Bonnie. Goodbye, Bonnie.